and welcome to the seventh edition of Psych Up. This month we're going to be looking at effective communication. How can we make sure our point gets across, lands with the person that we're communicating with and influences them. Effective communication is really important, not just in regards to our performance, but also in regards to our well-being. Communication is a fundamental part of being human and the way that we interact and work with others. Poor communication can lead us to feel disconnected from the communities and groups in which we work with or live with and poor communication can also impact our own personal effectiveness. We're not as good at it as we think. Humans take what we feel and think as fact and when we communicate with others we often are too quick to assume that what we have said has been received and understood in the manner that we intended. Everyone is different. Everyone has different ways of interpreting data. This means that when we communicate, we need to be aware and understanding of how the people that we are communicating with are receiving the data or information that we are giving. With the prevalence of social media these days, it has never been easier to engage in communication and never before as humans as a society engaged more. We have the ability to communicate through more avenues now than we ever have, and this is really enabling us to connect more as a society. The problem is that 90% of our communication is non-verbal. So when communicating through social media in particular and through virtual means, it takes away a lot of our ability to interpret and send messages in those non-verbal manners. This means that our communication skills need to enhance and we need to be more aware and more articulate with what we are saying and what we are listening to. Commonly, a lot of the communication communication issues that we face and see is related to communication styles via these virtual mediums. How often have you sent a text message or email that has been interpreted incorrectly or has been inferred in regards to the information that we've sent or the emotion in which we sent it with has been misinterpreted? This is again due to the fact that the non-verbal cues that we take when talking to someone face to face are not received and not sent via the virtual communication methods. So this is a really important conversation to be having when we're talking to and talking about operating at our best. We cannot downplay the impact of non-verbal communication. When we look at communication in general, some of the common pitfalls we, we can fall into is thinking that we've communicated when we simply haven't. We've got to remember that there's three elements to communication. What we said, what we thought we said, and what the other person has heard. When we're talking about what the other person has heard, it's important to remember that being human with our own individual experiences, values, and belief systems means that what words, certain words mean to us mean a completely different thing to someone else. And we can't control this. So what we say and what people hear can be very different. We've also got to internalize this and understand that without prior preparation, what we intend to say is not what we actually say. We need to be preparing for and aware of our communication in a manner that allows the time and space for this understanding and correct delivery to take place. So, what is effective communication? Effective communication is a two-way street. It's much about how you listen as much as it is how you deliver your message. Effective communication is about clarification. Clear communication allows for individuals and yourself to develop an accurate perception of the information and what the follow-up task we are trying to initiate off the back of each communication. Effective communication only occurs when we allow the time for others to ask questions of us and for us to ask questions of them to produce understanding and produce buy-in. Effective communication is also clear speech, appropriate volume and appropriate pace. Effective communication is not getting as many words out as you can in a shorter period of time as possible. 
So what do we need to be aware of or how do we develop effective communication? First off, it's understanding the pitfalls that come with communication. I mentioned before the idea of virtual communication and that 90% of our comms is non-virtual and non-verbal. The other pitfalls is understanding the three components of communication. The first is what we said or what we say. The second component is what we think we said. And the third component is what the other person has heard. These obviously reverse when we're looking at being the listener, not just the communicator. It is important to understand and remember that what we say is not necessarily what the other person receives. Our values, belief systems, our previous experiences, our own interpretation of different things mean that the way that we interpret data is different to each individual that we communicate with. This links back in with what I was talking about, allowing time for clarification. Do not simply communicate and walk away. This is an assumption that what you've said has automatically been picked up how you intended it. Make sure that not only are you allowing time for people to question what you're saying and understanding, but actively ask the questions about the understanding as well. Those open-ended questions around who, what, where, when, and why, so that you can establish that the information you've provided has been received in an appropriate manner or the manner that you intended. We also need to be aware that what we have said and what we think we said do not automatically line up. We can easily trip over our words, we can easily say too many words in a short period and we can go on a tangent. You need to be making sure and understanding that what you think you've said and what you've actually said are two different concepts. You can overcome this pitfall through prior preparation. So making sure that you're preparing for important communications, not just barging straight into action. Okay, so setting ourselves up for effective communication. We're gonna look at how to communicate effectively under two components now under the what, so what are we communicating, and under the how, how are we communicating. Starting with the what. I've already mentioned before, but I'll say it again. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. If you are going into a meeting or you're preparing to communicate some hard news or important news to someone, prior preparation is critical. Prior preparation prevents you from going off target or off content. Prior preparation helps you understand what are the critical components or the critical pieces of information that you are trying to communicate so that you can focus on them and give them space to be seen as the important components and it can help you to communicate authentically. It is important to be knowledgeable in your subject matter. When you're communicating with someone, take the time to set up what you are saying so you can be knowledgeable. Speaking with ambiguity and not being specific undermines the perception of your knowledge in the situation. Authenticity can be created through empathy. If you are communicating something hard or some bad news to someone, take time to display and show empathy along the way. This can help you build buy-in from the other person and help them see things from your perspective as well so that you can move forward. This is particularly important during times of conflict. Be efficient in what you're saying. Don't say 30 words if five will suffice. Remember, if you're allowing time for you to ask questions and the other person to ask questions, then those additional details which are important will come to light. But being over-communicative at the beginning is distracting and clouds those important points you're trying to get across underneath a bunch of jargon. Moving on to the how. Don't just start talking. Think about 
how you want the person to be receiving your message. Make sure that you're taking time to think about your non-verbal communication as much as you are your verbal communication. If you are trying to deliver some hard news but not be intimidating, how does your body need to be displaying that message? If you are trying to be assertive, how do you stand in a manner that is not aggressive but shows strength and conviction in what you are saying. Again, your message can be lost if your nonverbal communication is not matching your verbal communication. On a more basic level, concentrate on reducing the ums and ahs. In Australia, as a society, we are really good at adding in unnecessary fillers. Concentrate on reducing the ums and reducing the ahs to show that you are knowledgeable in this topic. When delivering, Hard news in particular, make sure you focus on positives and the negative ratio. Now we're gonna have a short break. Don't forget to check out Veritas's website, www.veritas.com.au. Here you'll find out more information about what we do and how we work with individuals and teams to help them thrive. On the website you'll find a free discovery session which will help you understand what your personal or team strengths and work areas are and how Veritas can help you build them. Welcome back. Now we're going to be looking at effective communication from the other point of view, from receiving communication, to make sure that how we are perceiving what's said is how it was intended to be received from the provider of the content. The first part is looking at what's being said. Intent active listening is critical. Making sure that you are hearing what they're saying, not just listening to what they're being said, is really important. A good way to do this and make sure that you are on point and focusing on the right elements of what the person is communicating is to use reflection and summarizing. This is to reflect back to the speaker what you have heard and to summarize the important points from your perspective. This provides two positive outcomes. It helps ensure that you are accurately understanding the message and provides an opportunity in the moment for the person to correct you where you may be misperceiving or misunderstanding what they are trying to say. What it also does is helps the individual feel heard and understood. By contributing back to the conversation in that manner, you're helping them understand that you are listening and that you are engaged in what they are saying. When reflecting and summarizing, don't be scared about getting things wrong. Getting things wrong is still a good opportunity because it helps give the other person the ability to reframe what they're saying in a manner that you can understand. And ultimately, through effective communication, that is what we're trying to achieve. Both people getting to the same point with the same understanding of what the next actions are. The next component is to look at what's not being said. Take time to reflect on why am I being given this information. Reflect on what is not being told, which is important to the situation as well. Take time to recognize the person's non-verbal communication. Are they standing aggressively? Are they standing assertively? Or are they standing passively? Aggressive is are they standing close, making themselves big and staring through me. Assertive is a correct amount of eye contact, a strong stance that is not an intimidating stance, and a clear communication style. Passive is avoiding eye contact, standing in a shrugged and protective manner, and can be seen verbally 
through dancing around the subject or the critical components. How the person is delivering the message is just as important as what they are saying. It can indicate their perception of what's been said, their confidence, and can help give you cues on how to communicate back to the person to build confidence, show the right level of respect, or to match them and bring down their aggressiveness. We've spoken through some basics of effective communication. Now I want to speak about two particular areas of communication that we get a lot of questions about. First is how do I be more assertive? The second is how do I effectively communicate via written medium? Starting with assertiveness. Assertive communication is critical to progressing our careers and making sure our opinions are heard. We first need to identify that there is a big difference between aggressive and assertive communication. Aggressive communication is a must win type of communication. I'm communicating in a manner that ensures I win this conversation, that my idea is the one we progress with and not listening to other people's opinions. Assertive is a balanced solution orientated communication where the goal is to ensure that my opinion and thoughts are heard and added to the information pool for which we can then make a decision. Aggressive communication is stating your opinion and feelings whilst attacking or ignoring others. Assertive communicators state their opinion and feelings while being respectful of others and their opinion. So to be assertive, we must be making sure that we focus on getting our opinion across but still making room for others to have their bit. Aggressive is not being open to ideas or perspectives of others. Assertive is open to hearing the ideas and perspective of others and understanding how that relates in the problem we're talking about. When we are aggressively communicating verbally, we interrupt others and we speak loudly, generally louder than what is appropriate for the distance in which we are speaking. When we speak assertively, we are speaking openly, we are encouraging communication and information back and we use the appropriate volume for the setting where we are not trying to be simply the loudest but we're being part of the communication non-verbally when we are communicating aggressively we are glaring and staring we are intimidating with big expression we are only considering our own feelings and prioritizing them over the feelings of others we are rigid in our standing including cross arms and invading other people's personal space. Assertively, non-verbal styles of communication related to being assertive is appropriate eye contact, so holding eye contact but not staring. Appropriate expression to communicate our message and match our message, so having gestures but not huge, big, over-empowering gesture. We're considering the feelings of all others, but not bowing down to them. So we are still putting forward our point of view, even though we feel it might upset some people that we are talking to. And we are having a strong posture, which is straight back, even planting with our feet and our head held at the same level or straight through towards the other person, not down towards the floor or looking away. The other key to assertive communication is preparing for assertive communication. Generally, we need to be assertive when we're talking about things which are potential for conflict or our opinion might be different to the majority of others. Step one for preparing for assertive communication is making the decision to be more assertive. Do I need to be moving up from being passive or down from being aggressive. Prepare and highlight the use of affirming language such as I statements, 
whilst avoiding you statements. When highlighting I statements, we are showing confidence in what we are saying and avoiding you statements means that we do not come across as if we are blaming of the other person, of the situation or what might be occurring. Recognize that you cannot control others' behaviors and reactions. We are delivering information. Even when times of tough information, we need to understand that getting the point across is the most important part. We can create a caring space to be empathic of how the person reacts, but we can't allow that to dilute or avoid us from getting our point across. Finally, make sure you take the emotion out of it. It is easy to become aggressive or passive when our opinion is different from others or we are delivering emotive type news. Keep the emotion out of it. This relates back to identifying those three main points that you want to get across. If you keep them front of mind and talk directly to those points, it avoids you going off on tangents, which is where a lot of the emotive language that we have comes out. Remember, you'll never win with emotion. You more effectively communicate if you concentrate on facts with brief intermittent parts of how you emotively respond to those facts. When you become emotional, you erode the confidence and weight in what you were saying. Now I'd like to quickly talk about communicating via written. So a lot of our communication now happens via text and via email. It's important to remember that non-verbal communication is a big part of conveying our message and non-verbal communication is not present when we are emailing or texting. It is therefore important that when we are emailing or texting that we avoid things such as sarcasm and reduce the amount of adjectives or emotive words that we are using. These can be quite confusing in written conversation. For example, the word catastrophe can mean one thing to one person and one thing to another. Don't go overboard with your emotive language when it's written communication styles. Stay to the point. Stay to the facts and if it is a tricky conversation that you're having, follow it up with a telephone call or a face-to-face conversation to ensure that what you have written was received in the manner intended by the other person. What we too quickly believe is that we've just sent off an email or a text and therefore the communication is finished. Follow up is necessary to ensure that what you've written was intended the right way. Not following up allows for things to be misinterpreted and the communication to break down and therefore the relationship to break down. It's also important to understand that written communication is very quick and simple but sometimes it is worth going to the effort and taking the time to have a conversation verbally with someone if it is going to be a tricky or intense conversation. This allows for the in the moment follow up and questions to occur to help people move through this. It is easier to have a 20 minute conversation verbally than to blow up your relationship with someone in a five minute email. Finally, never email or text angry. You will simply send something you regret and it'll cause a much bigger issue out of something that could be quite small. This has been Psych Up Episode 7. I hope you've enjoyed it and taken a thing or two away about effective communication. We look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you.